folks, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Show, The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. And as always, we love hearing from all of you. Comment, stories, and ideas. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. Again, that's 305-900-2363. Or drop us an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining me as always, sitting shotgun, is my producer, sound engineer, and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. (laughs) He's waving at me. (laughs) We have been putting on a lot of miles, and we'll get into that later in the show, but... Uh, that's where, you know, we're some of those anomalies out there that work together. I mean, of course we live together, but we work together and we are besides each other day in, day out, whether it is ranching, whether it is hiking, adventuring, hunting. Why are Um, you reminding me of this? Because I'm letting people know why you wave. It has become one of those things that we worked into our relationship early on, and I'm going to throw a little tidbit as we go into the uh, Valentine's is coming up, and, and some people days. are getting cabin fever, and so you may laugh, agree or not agree with Beck, but what do we do, Tigger, is if uh, if you need to come out from your studio to mine and talk to me, what do you have to do before you can talk? Raise my hand. <laughs> I'm 100% trained. That's right. We took it back to kindergarten. Yeah, we kind of have one of those. uh, We literally are beside each other 24-7. And with what we do as a profession, we are always up against a deadline. So there's always an element of stress and pressure that never goes away. So that is one of the things that <laughs> actually, <marriage>. right, <laughs> we adapted into our household because let's be real, even with technology, a lot of times you can't tell if somebody is on the phone with an earbud or something, if they're talking to themselves or if they're actually oh, talking right, to someone right, right. on the phone. You and I, it has solved a lot or stopped a lot of arguments, I would say, by simply going back to kindergarten and learning to raise your hand instead of just barging out and yes. where if I'm in the middle of something or if you're in the middle of something just pausing because truth be told a lot of what we're doing is taking a lot of concentration exactly to, to figure this out so there you go out. I didn't plan to go down that trail on this to show today but you know what it kit me up and I realized that's a good topic and maybe one that might help the rest of you all out Snow ice cream. Have you heard about it or have you tried making it? I know I'm one that grew up with a dad that made homemade ice cream, especially for Christmas. That was one of his things. Well, as many of us have been dealing with winter months and snow that comes through December, January, now February, Americans have been using this as an excuse to try out snow ice cream. Some of you may be laughing because like you said, you've been doing this for years, but I got to... Are you talking about just like pouring juice over the top of snow? Is that what you're talking like a slush? Essentially, but they're using the snow and they're mixing it with milk, sugar, vanilla. Oh, so a legit ice cream. Yes, and then taking the time to whether they put it in a, say, a can, a jar. In case you didn't know that, you could actually put this in like a quart-sized jar and roll it back and forth. Have the kids, you want to give them something to do, say your three or four-year-olds. They'll love that. Have them just roll the jar back and forth to kind of get that stirring action going and then putting it in the freezer to let it finally 
really freeze. But yes, they are getting after it. And I love this because even actors and actresses are jumping on board. Reese Witherspoon, she's been in the news because some people said, what are you doing eating snow? You're going to get sick. And she said, I grew up drinking water out of a water hose. I think I am just fine eating some snow ice cream, but have some fun with it. If you're looking for something to do with the kids, they're getting a little stir crazy. Yes, go find yourself a patch of uh, non-yellow snow, some clean snow. And why don't you give it a try? Give it a try. Make some snow ice cream. Make snow slushies if you want, but have fun with it. Top them with your nuts, your cherries, your chocolate syrup. Make snow sundaes. You know, just get a little imaginative, I'm telling you. Now, you know that snow is dirt, right? Shh. Okay. I'm all about, I'm Let's one of those. Give the kids something to do. Okay. I got it. I got it. I'll be honest. Don't hold this against me, okay? This is your own parental decision to do this, but I am one of those that grew up, yes, eating carrots right out of the garden that weren't washed. So I don't think a little dirt ever hurt anyone. How are you all fighting the cold and flu this year? Has it been a bugger for you? Well, we're always looking for remedies, correct? Well, this one came from Cleveland Clinic themselves. They're suggesting that people battling cold and flu season drink pickle juice to feel better. I've now, heard of this ordeal. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard of this. I've heard of using pickle juice as a hangover cure. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. But yes, <laughs> Cleveland Clinic, they say that pickle juice is good for soothing sore throats, fights infections, balances out the gut bacteria, and prevents blood sugar spikes. The salt and vinegar also in the pickle juice calms inflammation and targets bacteria. Okay, that makes sense of why it would maybe help with a hangover. And also, okay. I can see why it could help a cold and flu. Think can't about argue, it. You need it. to be getting some nutrients when you're sick. You're not feeling good. I know I am one of those people that does not do well with, say, gargling salt water. I just can't do it. Why I can't try. you do that? Why is I that so hard know. for you to gargle? I just can't. I, I just can't. My dad couldn't either. And it's just one of those things. What's wrong that, with you? I know. But... I'm all on board with the pickle juice because think about it. How many of us are into canning and we have all kinds of different of our favorite foods that are in the fridge that are in pickle type water, vinegar. Essentially, that's what pickling is. You're Mm -hmm. using vinegar. So I'm very interested. Next time I get sick, I'm definitely going to give this a try. If you have tried this and found this to be absolutely this works, let us know. Give us a call here at 305 900-2363. You can call or text. Again, that's 305-900-2363. And if you have any other remedies, let us know. And it helps with the hangover, right? United States Postal Service. How often do we wonder if our mail gets lost? And then what happens with that mail that never does resurface? I don't know. I think we've all been in that boat before. But get this. A letter mailed in 1943 to DeKalb, Illinois residents, Louis and Lavina George, was recently delivered to a family member after resurfacing at the local Illinois post office. The letter expressed condolences to the recipients on the loss of their daughter. A post office worker tracked down a relative who was then able to share the letter with the daughter of the original addressees. How neat is that? I'm surprised that uh, they still actually processed it because of the 
postage. There's probably came postage due, I guess. Well, I don't know about don't know. that, but think about it forever stamps. Once you put a stamp on it, it is acknowledged by the Postal Service. They do have to mail it. So 1943. How neat. I almost want to know what kind of le- stories that letter could have just of the corner like that it was sitting in. in a bottle. It is. That's it really is. cool. That's really neat that they were able to find it. And if nothing else, it gives us hope. You might just get that letter you've been waiting for for 30 years that never showed up. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) After the break, we're going to be talking about big game hunting and state regulations you need to know about. And if you are sharing your hobby with someone else, the fundamentals, we talk about how to tackle that as well. Stay where you are. The Ben Show will be back right after this. We've all probably been in a situation where we needed to make a phone call and couldn't because we didn't have signal or reception. We couldn't get a text out, a message, nothing. It can be downright scary when it feels like we're cut off from the world and a person needs to be located or we need to locate someone. That's where Atlas Tracks comes in. Atlas Tracks owner, Carolyn Stash. It's called Atlas Tracks. We handle GPS trackers. We recently added safety products, so life rafts and satellite phones and all marine electronics. So it's beacons, safety gear, tracking devices that I can use anywhere? Absolutely. It's everywhere. I have personal beacons that people take hiking. I take mine skiing. Guys are taking them backcountry in Montana. So I do have people going deer hunting for days. They'll take them on their ATVs. But it's for every outdoor adventure, sport, needing to be located when you're out of cellular range. Head to atlastracks.com. That's tracks with an X. Atlas Tracks. Welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Show, The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. And joining me, as always, is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Now, <laughs> he's waving his hand again, wanting to speak. No, um, I was just waving. Oh, I wasn't you're waving just saying that I hello. Okay. All right. First thing I wanted to bring up, by the way, those of you that are planning on doing any big game hunts, specifically out west, I'm talking anywhere from Montana to Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico. It doesn't matter where you're heading this year. You need to start planning now. And hopefully you've not missed the boat already. Because as for example, Wyoming's non-resident elk They're already closed for applications. Their non-resident deer, sheep, and antelope, though, are still open. Here's another example. Montana, deer, elk, or big game, their combination license. That uh, starts taking applications around March 1st, and it's only open for a month. And then a third thing to be thinking about is no matter where you're heading this year, to really double check what their new regulations are going to be for the fall hunting season, because states like Colorado, they're reviewing their point system. So you're just going to, I just, I'm just being the relayer of information and reminding you if you're looking at your calendar and going, oh shoot, I hope I didn't miss the deadline. That happened to me. Uh, what is it, 2023, I want to say in 2016, Mm -hmm. that happened to uh, Buddy and I that we were going to, we had the invitation to come out elk hunting in Montana, Mm -hmm. and we ran Mm -hmm. into that situation in 2016 that the window was very, uh, a very small window to register for a non-resident elk tag, and we thought it was going to be a little bit easier, and then when we 
you know, started looking at all, you know, we dates were passed. So we had to. Well, and the other thing the that you may not be aware of, depending on what state you are from, some of these states with the big game tags, they do what I said, a point system. And it might take you a couple of years of applying before you are ever drawn for a tag. And some states are thinking about um, adding in an additional way to maybe buy the points to, uh, you know, get your get yourself a tag a little sooner. We'll put it that way. Are you and your uh, your crew, are you going out there? I should probably know this. I mean, are you guys <laughs> planning on going out there again? The plan uh, right fall? now is, yes, to head to Montana this fall because Hank, my uh, one of my nephews, he will be his first youth elk hunt. So there okay, you have so it. Okay, so your brother is all over this to make sure. Well, you know what? I'm going to be I'm double gonna, checking okay, yeah, with we, him. We're going we're gonna to leave that we'll, part we'll off. We'll text your brother to, <laughs> to remind him on this. But I'm glad you brought that up about the youth, though. And the reason why is a couple shows back, we talked about how maybe some of your kids or you know of some new people new to, say, archery, hunting, fishing, might have received presents over the holidays mm. and now you're taking the time to teach them how to use and get them into the new sport right and especially you know fall is not that far away so you're wanting to do this right away and get them into it and we want you to set be set up for success let me put it that way and this even includes uh something like skiing or snowboarding that's going on right now and you're thinking about maybe doing a oh i don't know a spring break trip to somewhere to do those activities Depending on how far you hope to take that sport, as casual as it may be, fundamentals, I want to bring up again, are the key. And I'm bringing this up as we touched, as I said, a few shows back. And a lot of times they get overlooked. Um, Tigger and I, I'm going to take one out of your, your book, Tigger. You always say that you have to have a strong foundation. And that all starts with the fundamentals. And no matter how well you or I may know such a sport, sometimes Honestly, it's best to have someone else intervene. And I'm saying sign up for a lesson to just give those basics. Wouldn't you say, Tigger? Oh, abs- absolutely. Because what if uh, what if you're doing something? The worst thing you want to do is uh, I'm going to pick on archery, for example, because that's a common one. Mm-hmm. And then you get a young person or you get your, your wife into archery mm-hmm. and you spend all this money. I love archery. Mm-hmm. And uh, we may be get uh, overzealous right in our teaching that's happened with you and i a lot like with fly fishing and then when you actually just try to take a few lessons from somebody else you picked it up a lot 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 quicker and it kind of sets you up for success so that you wouldn't get disappointed you were all excited you know archery is a lot like that everybody thinks they're gonna go out in robin hood right away well and there is no sport let's be real there's no sport out there that you just pick it up and you know what to do you have to have the basics in anything you do, down to even sure. driving. I right. mean, to break it down, that's simple. But as you said, you want to leave it as a positive start. If it's not positive, you'll have a sour taste in your mouth. And then you, then good luck. Have a good, yeah, good luck sharing that future fun with a loved one if you have a sour taste in your mouth. Here's another example. We just uh, got ourselves both a new set of hunting boots. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, we actually got those uh, in January. And obviously, we're not going to be wearing them for a while yet. We're thinking about fall, but we're wearing them around the house now. Yes. And getting them broke in and we're starting to get used to because it's a whole new boot. It's a different style than you and I have ever worn. Well, and this is the other idea and the other reason, not the idea, but the other theory of why I say the importance of taking 
a lesson or two from an outsider is because of the safety behind it. Sometimes we overlook and something as simple as archery, you said the stance. It could be something as simple as not realizing that you have to break it down literally to safety purposes before you pull that string. Yeah. Can I tell a story? I'm <laughs> going to throw uh, Jared under the bus, my buddy Jared. Uh-huh. When we uh, when he got into archery, that same thing, and this was my fault. I wasn't paying attention, but he was not drawing properly. Oh. And he did not, uh, my, you know where I'm going with this, y'all, in the, the forearm, and, oh, and he didn't no. have a forearm guard on, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying any attention, partially my fault. And he courted himself. The hair on the back of my neck is standing up because those of you that have done that know that that is pain beyond my ability to explain. And he was mad and he had a lot of adjectives to describe it, the situation. And then he went and he drew his second arrow and he courted himself in the same spot again. Uh, That just makes me want to pass out. And he's done. I I mean, he is done. He said, no more. I am done. I'm done, done, done. So I have a story myself, and I'm going to bring this up because this is the voice of coming from a woman now that is does a lot of hunting and fishing. But when I was a child, the same thing happened when my dad was teaching me archery. Did you court yourself? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And the bruise and, and my dad at the time, he saw it make the mark. And I mean, my arm instantly turned the brightest red, but he was like, okay, it couldn't have been, you know, not that bad back and he oh, didn't look around back. and I pulled her, I pulled it back again and I did it to myself a second time and I had a bruise that lasted we're not going to say how many years it took until I picked up a bow again I would I'll be rather honest. pour Tabasco sauce in my eyes <laughs> than quirt myself again again with a bow there, I, I, yeah Oh, uh, so there you have it. That's our best advice is to please no matter how you know impressive you may be in your skills we're again dealing with somebody that's new to the said sport that you may be wanting to do. And, or maybe you're taking a sport up on your own and you're watching all these how-to-do videos, which are terrific. Still, just take a lesson or two. Take a half a day. It's take an hour. to do that. Yes, you'll be so much more happy, comfortable, and confident before you head out. But I got to say this, I'm still no good at snowboarding. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right, crew, stay where you are. When we come back, we have a few more things in the news desk that you're going to want to hear about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The hunt is planned. The guide is booked. The trip is blocked off in the calendar. But one huge detail remains, preserving that trophy, creating a memory that will last a lifetime. Little Rack Taxidermy has that fast, friendly service to fulfill your taxidermy in a timely, professional manner. Reach out to Heather with Little Rack Taxidermy through Facebook at Little Rack Taxidermy or send an email to heatherjoe23 at hotmail.com. Little Rack Taxidermy, bringing back the natural look. Shooting ducks, skinning bucks, I'm a hunting princess in a pickup truck. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure.
Welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Show, The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and joining me is Jeff Tigger Earhart. You know how I love talking about food on this show, and I'm always giving us ideas on what to try. Well, pizza. Who does not love pizza? pizza, right? Well, here is a trend I just came across and now have tried and you've got to do it too. And that is how many of you love the Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster. Your ears just perked up. You know that's one of the main reasons why we go to Red Lobster, right? Well, you may not have realized you can actually buy the mix at most grocery stores. And what's going on, I'm suggesting you try, is using the Cheddar Bay Biscuit Dough from Red Lobster to make it into a pizza crust. How good does that sound? Garlic, butter, Yep, you name it. Bake it just like you would a usual pizza, but mix up that dough, spread it out, roll it out on your pizza pan, fill it with your favorite toppings. I'm one of those pepperoni sausage and black olive people. Tigger doesn't like the black olives, so it's usually about a half with the black olives, but there you have it. Give it a try. Cheddar Bay Biscuit Dough for your next pizza night. If you've got any other ideas that we should be trying in the cabin kitchen, be sure to be sending them to us here at The Ben Show. The email again is bendradioshow at gmail.com. We'll give your recipes a try and let you know if it's a thumbs up. Now for a feel good. So we may or may not have mentioned in the beginning of the show, we did hint that we had been doing some traveling and I wanted to bring that about. And that was we headed down to Louisiana here the other week. Tigger and I did. To the Big Easy. That's right. We spent some time in New Orleans and I wanted to share how awesome it was for us to venture outside of the city limits. Now, just to let you know, we weren't able to get in on any gator hunting or any of those fun exotics. It's just not that season. But what we did discover is it's blue crab season down in Louisiana. And wouldn't you say, Tigger, one of the most fun or one of the days that we had the most fun on, sorry for the bad English there, was probably when you and I headed about 40 minutes outside of New Orleans mm-hmm. and just joined the locals at some local diners. Yep. We did. We weren't even really expecting that. Yeah. That yeah. we were going to run into that. But that's what we wanted was... To Authentic. not eat at a chain restaurant, mm-hmm. but to go and, and uh, eat at kind of a smaller mom and pop. And yeah, we had Cajun food and we had Creole food and uh, real Cajun and real Creole food. It was oh, amazing. Oh my God. And the people I thought down I was a good cook. Mm, I'm nothing. This the, is fantastic. The people down there were so welcoming. Uh, one of the places we went to was the Seafood Pot. And there, the locals, they couldn't get over that we had never seen just tubs of blue crabs. And now we've all seen, you know, snow crab at a buffet, but up where we and th- live. This wasn't crab legs. This was no, the whole thing. No, these were thing. the whole, the whole crab. The whole crab. So if you want to see some fun footage of us being locals down there, you'll have to check out our social media pages because Tigger took some videos of me attempting to, I guess, how do you want to put it? Deshell. <laughs> my first whole crab they ever. They were so good. They were delicious. But Oh, but now we understand. You buy I them wasted, by the dozen. Yeah, I wasted so much because you really got to scrape the shells. You really got to know what you're doing. 
to get all the meat out, and I obviously did not. And of course, once the owners and the other locals found out we were not from New Orleans or Louisiana, they were were over helping us. And before we know it, they had crawfish in front of us. We were were making friends. They were showing us how to do this thing, and it was a lot of fun. So I want to encourage any of you that are out and about this year making adventures, make sure you check out the local joints of where you're at absolutely yes yes try that the food. mom and pop shops and that is all folks thank you to my producer sound engineer co-host jeff tigger Earhart, and i want to give a quick shout out to my bend field staffers that helped out with bringing us news and topics this week heather crowey from illinois and greg clark from pennsylvania we greatly appreciate our crew as always know that we sure do enjoy hearing how parts of the country where you are how they're doing. So please, we invite you to call or text in your area's field reports. That number again is 305-900-2363. Again, that's 305-900-2363. And as y'all keep making those memories, be sure to keep sending those pictures in by email to bendradioshow at gmail.com and always tagging at the Ben Show on social media. If you missed this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you're looking to change things up for your next event, conference, awards, banquet, or rodeo, think about having us, Tigger and Beck, entertain your crowd from MCs to event headliners, public speakers, to even, did you know this? Tigger is a PRCA pro rodeo announcer and we're music directors too. So there you have it. Think about having us spice up your next event. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Toxic Calls, Wablo Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along with us. Stay where you are as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. The calendar has been marked. Your aim is on point and all that's missing is a close to take you to the next level. The teleoutdoors.com specializes in clothes that fit, wicks, and move silently while providing comfort and durability. The teleoutdoors.com. Join the Celebration Nation. Never miss another national day. From National Pretzel Day to Junk Food Day, be notified about contests, coupons, and prize opportunities. Nationaldaycalendar.com. Never miss a reason to celebrate every day. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD-TV Now. Current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD-TV Now.